When we first met over Skype, Nora Ismail spoke quietly. She was hiding in a hotel lobby near her home so she could borrow their Wi-Fi and tell her story. She cried and explained her family, once thriving, is now penniless. She has to rely on help from friends just to pay her cell phone bill so she can stay in contact with people trying to help back in the States. I've feel like my life is falling apart. It wasn't always this way for the Ismails. Nora's parents met in New York. Her mother, a refugee from Russia, her father, an immigrant from Egypt. They moved to Utah when Nora was five and loved it. My mom always had a really close tie with the LDS church, and I just felt like Utah opened up to us with open arms, and it's somewhere I felt safe. When Nora turned eight, all three were baptized. It was a happy home, but not perfect. Soon after the 9-11 attacks, Nora said her father, a man who looks and sounds Arabic, started getting harassed at work. Calling him Muslim terrorist, Arab, Osama bin Laden. They accused him of stealing like $20 from the register. He was in the States on a visa, and his lawyer told him it would be better just to plead guilty and take care of the community service. That decision would come back to haunt him. Less than a year later, Nora's grandmother passed away in Russia. Her family packed up and headed out there to take care of her estate. On the way back, they decided to spend a few years in the glittering city of Dubai to build up their savings. It went well for a few years, but before long, the family realized they'd have to hide their faith. My father's full name and my full name is pretty Arab and Muslim. So automatically in the community, you're Muslim. And while the country embraces Christians who were born to the faith, there's little tolerance for Muslims who convert to Christianity. One infamous section of the United Arab Emirates law even legalizes the murder of an apostate, but there's no proof anyone has actually used that law. The Ismail's kept a low profile and still the word got out. One day, Nora says a man dressed in traditional Muslim clothing came into the family store demanding answers. He started asking my dad, mm, so you're Muslim. Why is your wife not covered? You're not being the man in the household. You're letting your daughter turn into... He used a very bad term in Arabic. When you translate it to English, it's kind of like letting the girl rot. He kept coming back, even threatening the family. Her parents were nervous and tried to sell the business only to find this man's religious community blacklisted them. Nora says he set up civil lawsuits to trap them in the country and freeze their bank accounts, although at this point there's no longer any proof of it. They couldn't even escape back to the U.S. because her father's visa had expired and that misdemeanor he pled guilty to, it made it impossible for him to get another. Everything around you is just caged. You can't renew your visa, you can't work, you can't leave the country can't do anything. Your life is over. She stopped going to school, and when she turned 17, this same man started bringing Muslim men to her family's home to set up a marriage in the faith. And I'd be in this room crying. These men would come in and talk to me and touch my face. I felt so violated. He approved of a man in Iraq and set a date to ship her off to his home. So that's it. That was the end of my life. Desperate, Noor reached out to her bishop in Utah, begging for help to escape Dubai before she was married off. And we were standing there, heard that conversation. That's the first we ever heard of her. This is Rita and Jim Tyrell speaking to me from their LDS mission in New York. Nora's bishop is their brother, and when he couldn't take her in those years ago, they did. It sounded like she needed help. And so we, as a couple, we really prayed about it, and we felt like we were literally directed and given inspiration and prompted to tell her we would take her in. It was terrifying. She'd heard rumors of radicalized Muslims who posed as innocents to get in the country. But Rita clung to her faith, and slowly, the pair were able to help pay for a plane ticket, sneak Nora back to Utah, and took her home while Nora FaceTimed with her parents. She kept saying, oh, I'm home, I'm home. I'm finally home. And we were just in tears and her parents were 
sobbing and sobbing on the other end. And they were just saying, she's safe. She got out of here. We don't care what happens to us. Threatening phone calls plagued the house for the first few months as Nora buckled down and tried to catch up in school. Elisa Curl was her scholarship advisor up at East High School in Salt Lake. She's an incredibly determined person. She became East High's ace scholar. Nora was awarded scholarships at several schools and made it to her sophomore year at the University of Utah before frantic calls from her mother, still in Dubai, made her pause. Her parents had been cut off from medical care and her father, suffering from diabetes, was dying. My dad's bedridden at this point and I thought, okay, like this might be the last time I ever see my parents again. Nora left school and with financial help from friends, she went back to Dubai to help her parents. There's nothing in the house. It's a little room and then there's like a kitchen and there's just a little mattress on the floor that they sleep in. Nothing else. Nora and her mother are U.S. citizens. Her father is still a citizen of Egypt, terrified to go home because his family will likely kill him for his apostasy. So Nora is trying desperately to get around his misdemeanor and bring him home to Utah. We filed a petition before and it kept getting rejected and rejected and rejected. Now she's working with Senator Orrin Hatch's office. Spokesperson Matt Whitlock confirmed from San Francisco Hatch's team is working behind the scenes to try and help. But we can't share anything specific at this point. He says these cases are so sensitive, errant details can break down the negotiations. It takes time, which is one thing Nora says they don't have. So I'm hoping that people can step in and help us. You don't have a home without your family, no matter where you go. Brianna Bodily, KSL News Radio.